Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Big Geek Show. I'm The Big Geek, Brian Salazar, and you're listening to a Patreon-exclusive podcast presented by Around Comics. Got all that out of the way. Yeah, so, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, Norm MacDonald died this week, and I, um, it, it's, it's really affected me. I don't know. I, I, I guess I can't say it's affected me. I mean, I'm not, like, you know, depressed because of it. I'm not, you know, I didn't know Norm MacDonald. I'd never met the man. I wasn't uh, a peer of his in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I was a big fan of Norm MacDonald. And um, his death was surprising, I think, to most people. Obviously, he was battling cancer, leukemia for the last nine years or so and had kept it uh, relatively quiet. Most people did not know he was sick, which is amazing to think. Um that he was able to do that and that he wanted to do that. It's, uh, you know, odd, but, uh, but you know, like a lot of people, it's like, wow, what a loss. He was so funny. He was so entertaining. Norm was such a unique, interesting perspective and, and comedy, uh, you know, genius, really. I think, I think most people would say he was a comedy genius. And, and, um, you know, I think, uh, he was a, he was a, I think a part of it with Norm too was he seemed, like a genuinely nice person. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he, he seemed emotionally very much, um, uh, normal, you know, like he was a very caring person to seem like. And, but I think part of the reason that I was so sort of upset or just bothered by the fact that Norm's gone is, I sort of came late to Norm, you know, like he, I, I, he was obviously around since I was uh, a kid, you know, like he was doing a uh, weekend update in the nineties uh, and, you know, I was in my twenties and um, I thought, you know, obviously Norm was funny when he was doing that, but it wasn't really till later on, much later on that I grew to have a, real high appreciation for Norm's humor. And, um, and I think, you know, that I got it more and understood or just appreciated it more. And, um, and, you know, even just like the sports stuff that he would do or the stuff he would do on Twitter, you know, which wasn't something that I necessarily understood or comprehended or, or fully appreciated, uh, early on. But, you know, the more and more I was sort of around it, the more and more I appreciated it and enjoyed it and laughed at it. And his interviews, he was always so good in interviews and it was so good on, you know, maybe one of the best, uh, you know, I think we lost two of the very best talk show guests, like late night talk show guests, which, to be honest, at this point isn't really a loss because we've lost late night talk shows. I mean, there aren't there aren't late night talk shows that are worth a shit anyway. So, but we lost Charles Grodin and Norm Macdonald this year. And, you know, two of the very best. And I'm a kid of late night talk shows. Like I grew up with Johnny Carson. I remember Johnny Carson being on the air. I remember, uh, you know, before the whole Jay Leno and David Letterman thing. I remember Conan, you know, his beginning. Um, and, 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 you know, at this point, you know, I think we've got, you know, I saw David Letterman from the beginning to the end. I saw him mature and grow and his talk, you know, talk shows and Conan from the beginning to now the end. Um, and yeah, part of that is just me being old. But 
part of it, you know, is just like it, it was a generational thing. I think, it, you know, I don't know that we, you know, I mean, nothing against anyone that likes Jimmy Fallon or likes uh, Stephen Colbert or likes um, James Corden. Uh, I, I I just don't think that those are are the same thing anymore. I, I just I don't think that those hosts are the same thing. I don't think that those shows are the same thing. I don't think that they they can be necessarily. I'm not necessarily. I'm not you know railing on them. I mean, Jim, Jimmy Fallon is Jimmy Fallon, and he's entertaining, and he has to do a lot more. Uh, I think than than you know David Letterman maybe had to do or or Conan had to do, but I don't think. They're just not the same thing, you know. And a guy like Norm Macdonald uh, on David Letterman, even or on Conan, is is there? Those are places where a guy like him could really shine, and did. And you saw that over the years of them being, you know, coming back multiple times and being guests on the show. And uh, it's an interesting thing. I think you know. As a podcaster, I have an affinity. I've always had an affinity for, for talking, for for people talking. Um, whether it was talk radio as a kid growing up in Chicagoland, growing up with Chicago talk radio it was a huge thing. You had Johnny B and Stephen Gary and and uh, you know a, a lot of like great talk radio shows um, at that time, which was like my first you know entry into that stuff, and then. Like I said, late night t- television show, Johnny Carson, I still have a huge affinity for the Johnny Carson show. I will go back and watch Johnny Carson show episodes, that kind of thing. Um, I'll, I'll, I've even gone, you know, even before that stuff that, you know, was on before Johnny Carson, that was before my time, I have an appreciation for. And talking is a big thing, you know, for me. Like, obviously, I've spent the better part of, you know, the last, I don't know, two decades talking uh, and talking to people and talking about things and talking is conversation is a huge part of my life uh, and it's very important to me. And so to see talk shows, late night talk shows, you know, sort of evolve into something that is, I don't know, it, 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 I would say it's almost devolved into something, quite honestly. Um, almost, it, you know, there's sort of been this return to uh, a, more of a slapstick you know, before uh, Johnny, before Dave, before the evolution of the talk show, um, you know, late night talk shows, uh, they were more about just strictly entertaining and, you know, silly and almost like game shows to a certain degree, that kind of thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, you know, it's just like there was uh, there was something, you know, special about guests like um, norm, you know, being able to go on a talk show and not, you know, not necessarily be about, uh, you know, an event, just like, uh, like two guys talking and fun being funny. And norm was incredibly funny. Norm was unbelievably funny and had such a unique perspective and such a, you know, an absurdist thing. But I was recently listening, re-listening Mark Marin, uh, relaunched, his last episode with Norm, I think it was from 2009, maybe. Um, and I just listened to that. And it was really interesting. Norm talks about, like, he has uh, this thing where he laughs a lot, but he will, he will get to the point where, like, he laughs so much it becomes, um, 
almost anxiety. Like he almost will laugh himself into an anxiety. He would would laugh himself into an anxiety fit, you know, where he couldn't stop like a manic fit of laughter where, where, and then it would become this thing of like, am I going to be able to stop laughing? And it, it was really interesting to me to listen to him to talk about that. And, 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 and sort of just like norms, you know, his ability to sort of just look at the absurd and pick it apart and then dissect it and turn it around and show you how absurd the world was. Those two things combined really like, you know, and, and to sort of put a comic book spin on it, like, I mean, think about that in the sense of like the Joker, you know, like we, the movie Joker was an interesting thing of like how they sort of explained the Joker's laughter. And it was okay. You know, I, I like that movie for what it is. It is what it is. You know, I have no, I have no real problems with it or anything like that. Um, I, I did enjoy it for what it was, but you know, I don't necessarily think that that is the canon for the Joker like that, you know, I don't know what the Joker is. You know, the Joker is sort of a force of nature to me. Like he can kind of be anything, you know, he's the, he's Loki, you know, he's more Loki than Loki. He's the trickster God. He is the, you know, uh, he's a myth. Uh, so he can kind of be whatever you need him to be for the story. But I was thinking about this sort of affliction, whatever you want to call it, that, that Norm had, apparently where you know he would he would whip himself into a frenzy by laughing and it 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 actually like caused him to stress but like you know to think of that where you know i I don't know it just was making me think about like what if that was the joker's condition where like he would laugh so hard at the absurdity of the world and you think of like a character like the the comedian from Watchmen, where everything is a joke and that and that's why he's called it, you know, the comedian is just like comedians look at things and look at the absurdity of the world around us, the, the absurdity of the human condition and make jokes about it and make us laugh to sort of not cry. Right. Like that is what comedians do at their best is they, you know, they see the absurdity of the world. Um and how crazy it is to be human and especially the the society the world that we've built for ourselves this insanity that we've built for ourselves especially today like which is so crazy but that's what they do they point out they, they're able to see and then turn it around and point out like the absurdity of of the world today but you know so the joker is that in some sense of like he sees how absurd the world is and what if he, you know, he just can't stop laughing about it unless he murders someone, you know, like that's the, the only way for him to control it or else he'll just be like uh, laughing so hard. There's something really twisted and sick and, and weird and sad and fucked up about that. Um, and, you know, I'm not trying to say anything about that, like with Norm, like, you know, he was sad or, tw- I mean, I guess it was kind of, it was sad. I don't know. He would have to answer that. It, it sounded like he had that under control or whatever. And, 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 uh, he, you know, he kind of knew what it was or, or, or I don't know. He, he seemed like he was fine with it, but it just made me really think of like, wow, that's really strange and odd. And, and, and I never really thought of Norman that way of like him being 
afflicted with something. Like he always seemed pretty, you know, normal or, or pretty together. Like he seemed to have his shit together for the most part. Like he was a pretty grounded guy, but he didn't. He, 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 he had problems like anyone else. I mean, you know, people don't know he was, he was a gambler and he had lost a fortune. He had lost more money than most people make, you know, three times over. Uh, there were times where he lost everything he had. I think at the most it was like $450,000 he lost at one time. Lost everything he had gambling. He had a gambling addiction, obviously. And, um, you know, and I don't know where that came from too. If that was part of this sort of manic thing or this, you know, looking at, you know, life. And I mean, he talked about that in the Marin. I would, if you're interested, I would definitely say go back and listen to the Marin podcast if you have not, because it's, um, you know, it's excellent and, and it's just Norm being, you know, talking about himself and it's the last time he talked with Mark and, you know, that, that kind of stuff is, uh, it's just so odd. It's just so bizarre that he's gone. You know, it's so weird to me. Uh, you know, and that's another part of like, wow. I don't know how many times in the last, you know, 10 years that I would be at work and, you know, I'm just doing, you know, doing some sort of project where it's kind of mindless and I don't have to necessarily concentrate that much, but I have to get it done. And so I would just turn on, you know, clips of Norm uh, because he was endlessly entertaining and hilarious. And uh, and that, you know, sort of deadpan style of his and just you know, just just him talking on a talk show. You know, there, there's wonderfully people have put together, you know, gigantic collections of Norm talking uh you know on you know he's he's like every one of his appearances on david letterman are in collections on youtube which is awesome that you can go back and listen to that stuff or or i would listen to the norm mcdonald live show or you know um which is just you know him unfettered and sometimes it you know like anything um the best of someone is going to be in small sections like, you know, the, the Norm, Norm McDonald live show, there were times where it's like, okay, this is a little tedious or this is a little boring or whatever it was, but it's like, it's like anything else. Like, you're, you know, nobody can be that hilarious 24 seven. And sometimes it's just going to be, you know, a person, like, he's just going to be a man talking, you know what I mean? And, and it's not always going to be jokes, but God, he was so funny. He was so entertaining. And I'm really going to miss Norm McDonald's uh, just wit and, and humor and making me laugh. And, uh, it's gonna, you know, it sucks. It sucks that he's gone. It's, I'm sorry, you know, sorry for his family. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. Norm is, Norm's awesome. And, uh, he, he, you know, luckily we have a lot of video and audio of him to listen to over the next however many years. And, uh, yeah, he's just, uh, he's, he's absolutely, uh, fuck, I don't know. I don't even know where this podcast is going. I, uh, yeah, it's, 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 um, it sucks, man. Like, it really sucks that so many comedians are so 
fucked up for whatever reason. I mean, I think that's like, oh, God, I just, I go back to, I go back to, you know, when he got in trouble for defending Louis C.K., a friend of his. Um, you know, and say what you will, I don't really give a fuck what your opinion about Louis C.K. is, whatever it is, what it is. I don't, you know, I'm not here to defend Louis. I'm not here to, to attack him or whatever, or, you know, make excuses. But, um, you know, he, he defended Louis in, in some way of just like saying, well, this is one, you know, one person at the time, one person's accusation. Like, you know, so someone, someone lose their career over that and watching him on the fucking view um with i think people that he thought you know because he had been on the view a bunch for other things and i think you you could see there's a pain in him on that show when he go when he's on there and he's sort of trying to apologize but not really feeling sorry for what he did but the, at the same time like norm being a caring person uh and and emotionally you know uh an emotional person like someone who actually i feel like gave a shit about other people and and regardless of anything that he ever said like, I don't think Norm ever wanted to hurt anyone. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't seem like that kind of a person that wanted to hurt anyone. <laughs> and watching him on that fucking show, it's like you can see that he's he's trying, he's conflicted because at one part it's like, I'm sure there's part of him that's just like, listen, you know, I'm a comedian. The fact that he had to go on there and do this. But at the same time, like going, listen, I understand people are upset. I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I don't want to hurt anyone. So I, I do want to, you know, apologize in, in, in a way where it's like, I just want, you know, I don't want anyone to be hurt. But also I think there's a part of them that is just like hurt because you have these four fucking harpies of the apocalypse that I think he probably thought at one point maybe were his friends or in some way at least colleagues or something. And you see how quickly they just, you know, turn on him. Uh, and I think that probably hurt Norm a lot too. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm just guessing. I, I, I don't know him. I don't know his relationship with them. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm simply guessing from, you know, watching this guy. You know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe he fucking hated them all and just did it. But I don't know. He didn't seem like that kind of person. He didn't, he didn't seem like a phony person. He just didn't seem like a fake kind of person. He, he seemed like he was a, um, a genuine type of person. And, and, uh, I think, I think that you watching that again, now knowing that he was fucking battling cancer and having to go on this fucking show with people that he thought were maybe like, like I said, if not friends, at least, at least people that he thought were in on the joke with him, you know what I mean? To some degree. I mean, you have Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar, you know, both supposedly comedians, uh, you know, that, that, that he's known for a long time. And I'm sure, um, he thought, well, at least that, you know, they, they'll understand me. They'll understand this. They'll, they'll get this having, having, you know, been through this, having 
grown up with them, that kind of thing, like gone through it themselves. And yet they don't, you know, they don't, they, they're too fucking gone or, you know, at that point, they're too, their souls have already been fucking sold to daytime fucking ratings, you know, and the, 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 I think, you know, to me, like that seems like it, it was painful to watch. It was that, it was that much more painful to watch, watch him sit there knowing that he was battling cancer. Who knows, you know, like how fucking bad it was at that point. It was 2018. So it was three years ago. He's absolutely, you know, he'd already been battling cancer for like six years. And to know that, it, you know, he has to go on this fucking show and sort of like stabbed in the back and thrown under the bus by people that maybe he thought were friends or colleagues or had some sort of relationship connection with. You can kind of see it on his face, man. You can see how he, you know, it reacts. And I think, I don't know, there's like, I've, I've listened to some people talk about that appearance almost in a way like, where Norm was like, eh, fuck you, kind of thing, and he's throwing mints in his mouth. And But I didn't get that. I didn't feel that from from that appearance that he... I, I felt like he was genuinely trying to explain himself, trying to... But also not compromise his himself. You know what I mean? Like, also not, like, sort of compromise comedy. Um which I just think is, was, you know, super important to him. I don't know, man. It, it was a fucked up, it was a fucked up thing to watch again. And, uh, it just made me fucking hate. <laughs> it made me hate a lot of, uh, entertainment people. It made me hate just the idea of entertainment, the idea of like, you know, him being forced in that situation to fucking save his Netflix show. And, and the idea of like, which is also weird to think that he would even give a fuck considering he walked away from Saturday Night Live, but maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe the gambling, you know, maybe he needed the money. Maybe he was, you know, he was compromised. He was, he was, you know, he, he medically, he fucking was fighting cancer. So he maybe fucking needed the money from Netflix. So he couldn't, he couldn't do what he did when he was in his twenties. And he told, you know, NBC to go fuck themselves and Saturday Night Live to go fuck themselves. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, stop saying that OJ is a fucking murderer uh, just because uh, Don Omeyer is, his, you know, OJ's buddy. Um, I don't know. Not, like I said, none of this is, is, makes much fucking sense for me. You know, I have no, I have no personal connection to any of it, but it's like, it's just empathy for someone that I, I liked and, uh, whose work I really fucking appreciated. And, uh, yeah, man, it's just fucked up. It's just, uh, goodbye, Norm. I, you know, I, I really appreciate, I really, uh, you know, appreciate everything that you did, uh, you know, for all your fans for making us all laugh and, and, uh, thanks and rest in peace, man. This occurred to me today, uh, ID, ID, which I had to show it again. There's a strange abbreviation when you think about it. I is short for I. <laughs> and then D is short for dentification. <laughs> they could have split that one up a little better, you know? <laughs> 
I watch the TV, I watch the news, make you afraid the news, you know? Put all these stories on, Iraq, Iran, North Korea, you know, try to scare you, you know? But does it ever really scare you? Like, you ever wake up in the middle of the night, ah, North Korea! <laughs> that little tiny country across the ocean. I wonder if they'll get me. Didn't MASH settle that like 20 years ago? <laughs> Why'd they have to watch that stupid show? There is one country that worries me, though. Not Iraq, not Iran, not North Korea. The only country that really worries me is uh, the country of Germany. I don't know if you guys are history buffs or not, but... Uh, <laughs> In the early uh, part of the previous century, Germany decided to go to war. And uh, who did they go to war with? The world. <laughs> it had never been tried before. And uh, so you figure that would take about five seconds for the world to win, but uh, no, it was actually close. pass and uh, Germany decides again to go to war and again it chooses as its enemy the world <laughs> and this time they have that guy scrankly crankly that guy and I'm not even going to dignify him by saying his name but I think you know what I'm talking <laughs> but you'd think at that point the world will go listen Germany Here's the deal, you don't get to be a country no more on account of you keep attacking the world. You know, what, do you, what do you think, you're Mars or something? Anyways, listen, folks, this will be my last time on uh, the David Letterman show, I understand. <laughs> And you know, you know, you guys, we all know that David Letterman was the greatest talk show who, uh, host who ever lived. But I... I remember Dave differently because the first time I saw him, I was 13 years old. I was living in... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was living in Toronto, Canada, and I went to a talk show they had there. And uh, David Letterman was the stand-up comedian on the show. And uh, I loved stand-up. And David Letterman did this joke that I told everybody this joke. I love this joke. It still uh, stays with me. It was my favorite stand-up joke ever. So I'd like to do it for you if you'd like to hear it. He goes, um, I, uh, I, I was on the street the other day and uh, I, uh, I saw a garbage truck and on the back of the garbage truck there was a small sign that said, please do not follow too closely. <laughs> Another of life's simple pleasures ruined by a meddling bureaucracy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> when dad would pile the kids in the station wagon and 
We'd all go out and follow a garbage truck. So anyways, I'd just like to say, I know that uh, Mr. Letterman is uh, 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 not for the mockish, and uh, he, has, uh, he has no truck for the sentimental, but if something is true, it is not sentimental, and I say in truth, I love you. Oh, my funny, Norm, and thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Norm MacDonald, ladies and gentlemen. That was very sweet, Norm. Good night, everybody.